goodness, I have neglected you. I'm Ken Pierpont, and it is time for Stories from Bittersweet Farm. I'm out on Bittersweet Farm, where every day is a beautiful day, and little light in the kitchen is is always on. But I have neglected you, I, I must confess. I have dozens of stories. I hope you've listened to all of them. And a series of podcasts. There's the old story podcast, which I did exclusively on iTunes. And you can look that up in there. There are whole books of stories that I did on that podcast. But then I, I chose a, a, a different format. I chose the anchor format. And and they've merged with Spotify. So I'm with Spotify now and sharing on, I think, 11 or 14 different platforms. But I do it on Spotify. And this is the the uh, podcast that you're listening to now, which is which I now call Stories from Bittersweet Farm, because it was exactly six years ago today that Lois and I took the proceeds from selling our home in the in Riverview uh, near the Detroit River in the Downriver of Detroit. We took our proceeds and we drove to Jackson and we went to the title company and we wrote a check for Bittersweet Farm. God allowed us to purchase Bittersweet Farm, where I sit today. This is such a quiet, such a peaceful, such an answer to prayer. The circumstances that brought us here were so difficult. It was a difficult time in our life, a time of betrayal and a time of injustice and a time of misunderstanding. But even while we were going through that. I knew God, I knew in my heart God was doing something. I wasn't sure what he was doing. I, I didn't know that what my future would be like. I didn't, I didn't know if I'd be the greeter at Walmart or if I would be an itinerant preacher or if I would be a full-time starving artist, writer, preacher guy or if God would lead me to another church. I just didn't know. In the in in the year seventeen, um, in the spring of seventeen, but you know the story probably. If you know me, you probably know the story because I love to tell it about the red jeep journey and all of that, driving around the whole entire Midwest all spring and summer and fall and preaching, and then getting called to the Bethel Church, which I love um, at the Bethel Church. So. That's where we are now. We're at the Bethel Church, and we're in our seventh year here, and things are going well. A wonderful group of people that I love and hope to be able to spend the rest of my ministry life serving them and working with them and uh, living on Bittersweet Farm. And the way my life works is uh, Friday is my study day, and I'm in my study day, and I, I get up real early, and I get cracking on my study, primarily concentrating on the message for Sunday and I'm telling the stories of Jesus from the book of Luke for the next just three years. So I am a professional storyteller, pastor guy. And so I'm, uh, I tell the story of the gospel everywhere I go to, whoever I can. And in witnessing, I tell the story to remind people that already believe it, what they believe, to help them through difficulties in their life and to inspire them and organize good things. Sometimes I get invited other places and sell the same story, same stories there. Uh, but the heart of it is here at the Bethel Church. And then to live on Bittersweet Farm on Friday 
is my study day. And then I do a couple of podcasts. And I do the men's podcast every week. And periodically, of course, I do this podcast sometimes more than once a week. Sometimes I get a little bit, well, I got a little off, I have to admit. But I am populating this with lots of stories. And so just short, encouraging stories uh, from out on Bittersweet Farm. And, uh, you know, and I'll tell you, often what will happen is in my preparation to preach it at, uh, at, at, uh, at uh, Bethel Church, illustrations come to mind that really help me clarify truth to people from the scriptures. And those are often the things that kind of make it into the story podcast, because I notice that people stop and they listen carefully and things get kind of quiet because people that love the Lord, love the Bible, they love the teaching of the Bible and people who love the teaching of the Bible love for you to make the teaching of the Bible clear for them so that they can understand it, so they can apply it. It's almost as if they're sitting there going, are you going to explain how this works and what I can do about it, why this is important? And if I can teach people why is it important and how they're going to be able to go about doing what I'm talking about. Am I going to give specific steps or just frustrate them? And, And often the story is powerful because the story is an illustration and an application. It shows people how to implement or to obey the thing that they're being taught or to experience the truth that they're being taught. So anyway, that's why stories are super important. But I probably don't have to tell you, if you're listening to a story podcast, it's probably because you understand the power of stories. And and today I want to tell... A story that's very dear to me. If you get a chance, if you ever get a chance to to read, uh, there's a book that I absolutely love, and it was compiled by a couple of fellows. It was the com- the compiled stories of Fred Craddock. So Fred Craddock is is, is passed on now gone to be the Lord. And, but in his ministry, he was a master storyteller and people would gather his stories. These fellows gathered his stories and then compiled them into a book collection of stories. It is one of the most remarkable story collections in a unique way of any story collection I've ever read. You get a chance to get your hands on it. You want to do that. It's called Fred Craddock stories, but there's a treasure at the beginning of the book, there's an introduction that ex- that describes Fred, the last number of years of Fred and Nettie Craddock's lives. He was a seminary professor and a preacher, and he retired from the seminary in the Atlanta area. And then he moved um, to a place called uh, Cherry Log, Georgia. Isn't that a charming name for a town? Cherry Log. Georgia. And they bought a home. He said it was a a little board and batten home that was actually built over a creek. So his study was actually built over a creek. I'm not sure how that worked, but it sounds neat. And the people that wrote the book described visiting them one day and staying till evening and having dinner and visiting their place, I guess, was really peaceful and beautiful place uh, in the Appalachians in North Georgia there. But what happened is after Fred Craddock retired and moved to Cherry Log, some people heard that he was there 
and they invited him to a local park one Sunday morning to exhort the people that gathered there for some worship and a picnic. So Craddock and his wife agreed and they accepted the invitation in their retirement and they drove over to the to the shelter house as I recall and they preached to a small group that was gathered there and the people that were local people said well, we we just really enjoyed this day he said we we really did too and uh, it was delightful it's a small humble group of people there and they said would you Let's just do this again. He said, well, I like that. They did it again. Well, the, the, the gist of it is they eventually formed a little church called Cherry Log Christian Church. And then for the next number of years, in a really humble, simple way, Fred Craddock pastored the Cherry Log Christian Church. Still exists today. Started another ministry out of that to children in the mountains. But but there he was, his Cherry Log Christian Church was just a church that kind of started after he'd retired. And I was, 50, I was 58 years old when I came out here to Jackson from the Detroit area. And I wasn't sure what my future would be like. But when I read about Fred Craddock's Cherry Log Christian Church, I just realized that something is true that Chuck, our son Chuck, told me he understood about cherry log and he said he told me a number of years ago bethel really is kind of like your cherry log christian church isn't it and i said you know chuck it really is and bittersweet farm and so that's what that's the story behind the way we do our life uh here at the bethel church it's an active church and it is a vital church, and it's a healthy church, and it is a reasonably busy church, although we have committed ourselves to what we call simple church or organic church. So we don't try to overwhelm people with one event after another. So it's a doable kind of pace. We've intentionally slowed the pace a little bit so people don't always have demands pressing on them and they have time to actually follow Jesus. And that's what makes Bethel Church my cherry log church. Hey, you know, since I brought up Fred Craddock, i tell you what I'll do. I'll cherry pick, no pun intended, um, some anecdotes from uh, Fred Craddock to share over the next few weeks. Um, not so much to infringe upon copyrights or do something unethical, but as a, as a way of encouraging you to purchase a copy of the book for yourself, if you like, and enjoy that, um, that's, maybe that's the direction that we'll take. I have stories to tell, and I always will have stories to tell. And I'll be back soon, very and very soon, and very regularly. So whatever you do, remember the podcast Stories from Bittersweet Farm, where every day is a beautiful day and a little light in the kitchen is always on.